The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storyline with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is Cowboys Storyline. It is time to do this thing. It's Tuesday, November 28th. Cowboys taking on the Seahawks this week, short week. So this is, it's a Tuesday. The people in the building will tell you it's a Friday, but it's definitely a Tuesday. Uh, we got a game on Thursday here in a couple of days. Cowboys trying to get to nine and three. Uh, obviously chasing the Eagles, but the best way to do that is just keep stacking up wins. That's all they can really do at this point. And I uh, want to hear from you guys, 888-855-2297. I'm sure you want to talk about Shaq Leonard, the free agent linebacker. He's in the building right now. That sounds like that I've, I've seen, a, I've heard a drop from that uh, before um, from uh, Will Ferrell. But uh, no, he is in the building uh, and he... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Jerry Jones talked about it on 105.3. The fan said that um, he doesn't think money's going to come down to the, the the deciding factor in this, which is kind of hard to believe because it always seems to be the deciding factor. But but I think it's for him, it's a fit of where he wants things to be. Um, I, one thing that'll that'll help here is it, you know uh, we got a good question yesterday, and I just didn't have the right answer because I didn't know on his relationship with Stephon Gilmore. Uh, apparently it's pretty good though because Gilmore talked about him as a friend and said he's he's one of my better friends that I've ever had in the league. Uh, also, you know Malik Hooker uh, has known him for a long time, obviously with the Colts. Uh, they were they were you know together for a couple of seasons there. So, you know he's got some ties here. At the end of the day, I don't know how much that matters. Um, it, it, it's it's got to be you know, a good fit for him, you know, for this year, maybe down the road as well. But uh, he's here now, and uh, I don't know if any other scheduled visits. There's talk about the Eagles having interest. I'm sure they do. Um, some other teams as well. Um, but but Cowboys are first up, and you know, if they, maybe if they say the right things, then he doesn't leave the building. Maybe he never does take another visit. So who knows? But uh, that's that's where we are right now. Let's get to the phone lines. Let's, let's start it off here. We got Greg. He's in Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Greg, what's up? Hey, Nick. I've uh, been watching you for a long time. and um, All right. I, I uh, became a Dallas Cowboys fan, I believe it was 1977, is after Tony Dorsett's rookie year. He came to a department store in Columbus okay. to uh, autograph signing thing, and he had a big old fur coat on, and yeah, you know, it was back in the seventies, you know, but it's um, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. And um, but I wish you know everything's going good and everything, but now it's December football, and I wish they would do a little switcheroo and feature Hunter Lemke as the the Punisher, then bring Tony Pollard in to finish people off. I think uh, you know, I'm, cause I'm thinking about Buffalo. Yeah, and those guys ain't gonna want to touch us, dude. Uh, you know, it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be nasty, and it's gonna be a, a time of possession type of game. Uh, and um, I, 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 that's what I think. I, I yeah, think these smaller backs are getting pounded weekend and week out, and uh, I think bring some new blood in there and let this kid. You know, I mean, he's an athlete. He's fast. Yeah, he's big. He's strong. And I think they should uh, 
It seems like it would fit right into uh, Mike McCarthy's DNA. All right. Well, I mean, you know, I appreciate the call, and that's the first-time caller there for, for Greg in Columbus, Ohio. So thank you for calling uh, and leading us off here on, on a Tuesday. Um, I, You know, I've heard a lot, a lot of people have said that about, about Hunter Lipke, and they think that he, he's going to be a guy that could really help. Um, I don't know if he's a punisher-type runner yet. I mean, he's a big guy. Um, I, I've said this a few times and 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 i'm i'm a fan i'm i mean i am a fan of hunter lipke but i i just i don't want to rush the thing i don't think uh you know he's not daryl johnston you know right away i mean remember daryl johnston wasn't really himself until like the fourth season of his career like 1992 nfc championship game was really the game that he it was kind of like his coming out party where i was like all right well he's he's more than just a fullback and special teams guy he can do a little bit more and it, it takes us some time and so i think that it, that's the same with all these 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 running backs um you know he's just trying to figure out what his role is i think he's got a role and, and maybe this is a good time to, to try it i mean um you know this point in the season mixing mixing things up and you are going to need to run the football there's no doubt about it you go up to buffalo you could washington you know, there's going to be some times, or maybe in the playoffs as well, where you're going to have to to, to run the ball, and it's going to be tougher to throw the throw it around. So, I'm fine with that if if it, if it works, really. All right, let's go to our second caller is Travis. Travis in San Antonio, is that right? Yeah. Hey, Nick, what's going on? Not much. How are you doing? Uh, I had a I had a great uh, Thanksgiving week. Uh, go blue. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that. Michigan is uh, being investigated again by the NCAA for stealing Ohio State souls. So uh, mm. we've got as, that going. Just as we got a call from Columbus, Ohio, not not to say that, that, that he cares about the Buckeyes, but I would imagine everybody does over there. So I get a call from Columbus, and the second call is That's from fair. Michigan. That's fine. I, mean, I, I, can't, I can't be brought down right now, so I'm, he can say whatever he wants. I'm good to go. Um, I just wanted to say uh, – this I don't know if you how many games you caught this week, but the I know we talked about it a couple times with the officiating. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to take a coach uh, going NBA or MLB and getting thrown out of a game, but man, it is. But the Eagles call with the uh, uh, not calling the uh, was it horse collar uh, horse collar. Yep, and then they miss that call and they call for intentional grounding for a double whammy. And then I'm not a big Brandon Staley fan, but I watched you know that late hit on uh, Herbert. Uh, that was the moment where I said I would have broke my headset, cussed out the like the head official, and just like lost my mind and got thrown. I, it's going to take something like that to. I mean, I don't know what's going to take to be honest with you, but like those two calls, you miss the first call, you miss a blatant first call, and then you penalize the team for for retaliating. So you know something happened. Yeah. In call. It's just like I don't understand how it's that bad. I guess I didn't. I didn't see that that uh, Josh Allen got called for grounding on that same play that he did. He did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they missed that. They call him for grounding, so they lose a 15-yard penalty, right? And then they get assessed a loss of down, and it's just like I, but those two calls. So I don't know. That's that. Um, oh, well. I was happy. You know, we we played awesome again. Um, Dak is in a great rhythm right now. I wanted to point out, and this is not a – I know it's been talked about, and it's not – I think there's a lot of great uh, offensive coordinators, and to, to his defense, Kellen Moore is young. Like, that's the part that – and I wasn't a big Kellen Moore fan, but that's not saying that he can't get better. I think he will get better as a play caller. 
But I think we are seeing a little bit of a difference in the way Mike McCarthy sets up plays. Mm-hmm. And I also think if you look at like Kellen Moore, use a sports analogy as like a pitcher, he has a great fastball. But my complaint was he never really developed like a good changeup. He never really caught you like off speed. Like his his fastballs were great. Like they were he was on it. Um, but I think you're seeing a little bit of difference in the nuance of like Mike McCarthy having all this experience. He's just better at setting up things. And I think that maybe, uh, you know, we got to give him his flowers and say, hey, well, he's, he's doing it. I think he's doing it better at moments of the game. And he's setting up things five, six, seven, eight plays from when he's calling this one play. Right. So I just want to see what you thought on that. Yep. All right. Thanks for the call. You know, what I like about that is is that, you know, he's he's the head coach, so he's managing the game. I think sometimes as an offensive coordinator, and this isn't always a bad thing, this is, can be good and bad, is that you're focused on, you know, hey, when we get the ball back, we're going to do this, we're going to get the ball, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this, and, and okay, that's fine, but – you know, you can tell your offense that, but you got the ball back at your own two-yard line, or you got the ball back, you know, after a turnover here, almost in the red zone. So it's a little bit different sometimes. And and I think as a you know game manager, you can look at the ebbs and flows of it and go, all right, what I like to hear in the first and second quarter is not what I like so much in the third and the fourth. And so you know that I think it's that Jacksonville game from last year that really bothered um, McCarthy more than anything. It's just how they the offense kept kind of calling a certain thing when you're up by 17 points in the third quarter with the ball I mean you you should you should dial it up a little bit differently to go and and win the game that's why I say all the time and I know people will argue with me this about are you playing to win are you playing not to lose and I always say it's the same thing it really is playing not to lose is playing to win in different times um it's all about how aggressive you need to be but sometimes you don't need to be aggressive you need to be smart and and I'm not. This isn't really about Kellen Moore. I, I just think Mike McCarthy's done a really nice job of managing the game and also play calling at the same time. All right, let's go to Skyler. He's in Washington. Hey there, good to be on the show. Are you What's there? The, uh, are you in Washington or Russia? Where are you? Yeah, Washington State. All right. Uh, we're about an hour and a half from Seattle, so oh. I deal with all these hot fans all the time. All right, what do you got? Hitting the Cowboys for no reason. Um, uh, Hello. Are you there? Let's go, man. Oh, Oh, God. I'm going to listen to myself later. It's going to be funny. Um, What do you think about how the chances of them signing uh, Leonard in the next couple days? Shaq Leonard, okay. Yep. Um, (laughs) Sorry. It was... Hard to hear them. Um, we had four calls yesterday, I think, from the state of Washington. They didn't sound like that. I don't know. Maybe he was out. Like, I think, I think he had the windows down. He was cruising down the highway. Um, all right, Shaq Leonard, though, that's the story of the day, though. So, so you know, good question for sure because that's that's kind of where we're at. What are the chances? I think they're pretty good. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I think, you know, it, it just depends on. You know, if if what what the Cowboys feel like he's going to be able to contribute, maybe down the road, and and you don't have to have those things figured out right now. But I think he needs to be somebody that they say, hey, can he help us now? Yes or no? Yes. Does it make sense for us financially right now? Yes. Um, is this somebody we think we would want to sign next year? Probably. 
Okay, then then if that's the case, then I think you, you try to, to get it done. You don't have to know the answer right now, but you just have to say, you know, this could be a, a situation that we, you know, it'd be a position of need. So when you when you factor all that in, I think Shaq Leonard will get here or is here. I think he will will see what they have here. Obviously, facilities are top notch. Um, and Dan Quinn, I think Dan Quinn would be a big selling point um come here you know because he's just a he, he's just the player's coach i mean it's what he is he's just a dude he comes in and be like hey what's up you know and let, let's get in here let's get to work you know and you want to play for him so i i think you factor that in i think they have a really good chance they're their first first up here and you know if, if he wants to go and play football right now if that's what he wants to do he's in football shape he should be if they if he wants to to get it done and and, and you know get on a team that's that has a chance to compete you know, here's here's a, a good one. I think the Cowboys are a top five team in the NFL right now. So why not uh, join them, especially with the position of need? All right, let's go to Big Al in San Antonio. Hey, happy holidays, bro. Hi, how you doing? Man, I'm still full. <laughs> All right. From food or from the uh, Thanksgiving Day win or both? The win and the, and the, and the food, you All know. Right. All right. Hey, I'm gonna go back to Nick. Last week I tried to get in last week, but I couldn't get in. So, but anyway, but my favorite players, I got three of them. All right, Rob, Robert Newhouse. Oh yeah, Bobby Hayes, Who? and Walt Garrett. Who's your second guy? Bob Hayes. Oh, Bob Hayes. I'm sorry, I did not hear what you said. I thought you said Bobby A. I was like, Who yeah. Is that? Okay, Bob I was Hayes. gonna say the bullet. Yeah, you got it. Knew who I was talking got it, about. got it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Newhouse, Bob Hayes, and who your your third one was who? Uh, Robert Newhouse. All right. I mean, Walt Garrett. Walt, Walt Garrett. Walt Garrett. Old school. Old school. Yeah, tough, old school, tough. man. You like the, the rugged guys, but also the fast ones, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. i tell you what, Robert Newhouse, I mean, he he's, I mean. Yeah. You know, I mean, he. I mean, he's obviously not with us anymore. But man, he, right, he was right. the most. He was the classiest guy. Yep. I, I loved him. I, I, he was so awesome when he worked for the Cowboys, and he he was so he just had so much wisdom. Um, yeah. It was kind of surreal for me to actually be working with Robert Newhouse because I was a young kid, and you know he mm-hmm. was a player and all that. But man, I, I, he's he's one of my favorites. I mean, I, we miss him. We, we definitely miss him. Yes, he was. And the best football Thanksgiving game I've seen, I thought, was was the Clint Lonely. That was was an outstanding game. Yep. I don't know if you guys heard last week, Brian Broaddus came in and, and told some stories and, and, and mentioned that he was at the game with his, with his family and they left early and they missed Mm -hmm. They missed the game. They missed the end. So he doesn't, he doesn't, well, I would say he doesn't do that anymore. I think he did it again for the Rangers, but it's okay. (laughs) Well, but anyway, I don't have no question. I just say go Cowboys. All right. Appreciate that. And we'll talk with you later, Nick. All right. See you later. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Um, All right. Good stuff. We're going to go to Rob. He's in Vegas. Rob, what's up? Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What was the, what was the, give me three or four dishes that you had on Thanksgiving? What was the, you know, the sides, the meal? Uh, Let's see, fried turkey. Oh, wow. Which, which is, is so much better than regular. I can't believe it took me 30 years to discover it. Well, fried anything is better than regular, right? I mean, for the most part, right? Except for pickles. Uh, Fried pickles? No, not. Stuffing. 
uh, being a Italian lasagna. So it was a it was a whole bunch of food. It was, right. it was great. It was really a great Thanksgiving. All right. So what do you got? What's on your mind? Well, like the you know, or the previous call talking about Kellen Moore. The difference between Kellen Moore is Mike McCarthy is one is a head coach and one's auditioning to be a head coach. Let's face it, every offensive coordinator, especially an ex-quarterback, it's in their DNA to, to throw the ball. We, we talked about this. It's not that we hated when he would, when he would call certain plays. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're seeing with Mike McCarthy. But honestly, I got to give a shout-out. Congratulations to Dak Press girlfriend, Sarah Jane, because you see – it clicked with Dak. Whatever, whatever it is, his personal life on the field, he's got it now. I mean, we kind of seen it with Tony Romo in 2014. He was a different quarterback. It just clicked, and, and that's what I see with Dak, the way he throws the ball. He's never thrown the ball this good with this much confidence. The ball comes off his hand. It, the spirals are tight. His, his mind's like he's got it now, and we would, you know, and I would talk about him, and you know, I would say, okay, he wasn't good. He's the least of my worries on this team. Mm. Uh, this, this guy could carry you away like this, and I know fans are gonna say, well, I want to see him beat Phil. And I, I, yes, I do too. I want to see him win in crunch time, but I also want to see Michael Parsons make a play in the playoffs. I want to see yeah. Ceedee Lamb. It's not just Dak. The guy that they're bringing in, this this linebacker, if he could, if he's good against the run, you got to get him because we are still struggling. Yes. Even in the Washington game, we were giving up like seven, eight yards on first teams that we have to get through Philly, San Francisco. If you're giving them second and two, second and three, we're gonna we're in big trouble. So we still got to secure the run, but. Um, all right. Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Good stuff. No, I mean it's good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm making sure. Are you feeling okay, Rob? Because I mean, I mean, when you think about where things have 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 gone here from the first part of this show, I would say what six <laughs> weeks ago, seven weeks ago, Dak's not it. Dak's not the guy. Now he's the least of your concerns. I yeah. mean. But that's a credit to Dak, and I don't know if it, it, you know, I don't want to get into personal life. Is it, is it the, is it, you know, his relationship or whatever? I think it's, I think it's a lot of things. He's just playing really, really good football right now. Um, but, but, you know, none of it matters really if they don't go win the games that count the most. We all know that. We know that. And if he doesn't play well, we'll, you will have callers and maybe even yourself that have, you know, big picture valuations of Dak. But right now he's playing great, and you know, and I appreciate the call. I appreciate you you saying, "Hey, it is what it is." I mean, you know, when it was bad, you said it was bad, and now it's really good, and you're saying it's really good, and that's what I think all fans should be. Just be down the middle, and just just let the t- let's let the TV or the game tell you where it is. You don't have to have you know a preconceived notion of what you want to think. And, and I appreciate the call, honestly. All right. 
All right. Thank you, Robin. We were having a little bit of issues there anyways, but a good, good call. And I, and I mean that I really do. I mean, um, I, he's one of my favorite callers. Um, cause he's, he, cause he, he'll challenge me. He challenges a lot of cowboy fans. He doesn't just tell you what you want to hear. Um, but when it's good, it's good, you know, and when it's bad, it's, it's bad. I mean, that's, that's the way it is. Uh, I know he's from Vegas. I don't think he's, I don't think he's from Vegas though. Obviously just listening to him. I think he said, he said before he's from New York and that's kind of the mentality that, you know, you kind of have, I mean, that the, the same with those, a lot of fans from, you know, the Northeast, you just kind of see it that way. Hey, it's good when it's good, and when it's not, it's not, and they'll, and they'll tell you. And you sometimes, in a way, you kind of appreciate it, really. Um, all right, let's go to Arthur. He's in Spring, Texas. Arthur. Good morning, Nick. How are, How you, are you, sir? How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, getting back to listening to the podcast, and, and your, your show is rapidly shooting to the top because at least you give the fans the opportunity to appreciate say a few that. things. Thank you. Um, uh, you know, there are some times that, well, for the most part, most of the time, Cowboys fans, that star might as well be a bullseye because everybody takes a shot at him. It doesn't matter whether it's the fan base or whether or not it's other teams. Um, I'm of the mindset as, as far as the team itself is concerned is take each game week to week, play your best, and move on to the next one. Because you're going to get criticized whether you do a good job right. or whether you do a sloppy job. That's true. I was kind of listening to some of the other sports-related shows on, on TV this morning, and they were chat, chatting about De'Ron Bland. Well, do you guys realize he gave up 120 yards? on? Okay, I'll take one one pick six over over that nonsense any, any day of the week because the the, the, the fact that the commander that got those uh, those catches, he didn't get in the end zone that one time. So as far as I'm concerned, Duran did uh, did his job. Yeah. And um, because of his youth, they're not going to give him any kind of break. You know, they're pushing this narrative now about him. Uh, well, it might be just a fluke that he's gotten this far. Uh, they can say what they want. I don't. I don't. Based on what I've seen, Duran Bland, he doesn't have the personality that he doesn't have that me, me, me personality. No. And I think I seriously think that everything that he does, he's doing for the betterment of the team. And I, all I can say is keep doing what he's doing. Hey Arthur, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this though. Because I, I I don't know if the I don't I don't hear all the narratives. I hear some of it, and some of it's stuff we hear here. In the building, um, do you think he's the best defensive player on the team? No. Okay, no. that's fine. Is he having the he's best one, season? He's one of many. Yeah. Is he having yeah. the best season of any player on the team on defense? I would say he's. If he's not at the top, he's right, right. near. I and I agree with that. And I'm having to kind of come full circle on this as well because, you know, I, I've kind of said, hey, I don't know if he's defensive player of the year. And I say that because I don't know if the voters are going to give that to him because it's not about it's not about a record that you have to go get yourself. You have to get the voters, 50 of them, to to agree that he is the best. Um, but I think he's having the best season. How could you not ignore those numbers you can't ignore them and so um you know i yeah he gives up some yards i mean he's not he's not shutting down the field we know this okay this is not Dion. that's okay though that's okay they're still throwing at him and they're getting burned so you know my mom told me the first time don't touch the stove i did it 
I did it. I was at a hibachi grill. I was about six years old. Don't touch that that grill. And I did it, and it burned me. Guess who's never done it since? Me. But but these quarterbacks keep throwing at him. So you know well, what? If they're not scared, fine, because he keeps scoring touchdowns. So maybe they should be. That's exactly it, and I'm with you 100% on that. <laughs> All right. All right. And there's no lesson about lesson. Appreciate the comment. All right, thanks. All right, Arthur in Spring, Texas, good stuff. All right, we'll get another caller in. I do want to say one thing, though. Um, and Chris uh, Beam, our producer, just pointed out, I did see it this morning. The NFL, the Hall of Fame has brought uh, down the, the uh, finalists to 25 for the next year's class. There's 25. Uh, semifinalist, and uh, uh, one of them has actually been on the show a couple of times. That's Darren Woodson. Uh, he was really close. He was a finalist last year, did not make it, um, and uh, I think he will. I mean, I think he's going to get in. And I and I just scanned over the twenty five names. Um, you know, it's not going to be this headliner class. There's going to be good, you know, great players, of course, but there's really not these these names that you're just, well, they have to get in. These first-timers have to get in. I don't know if there will be a first ballot Hall of Famer, to be honest with you. So, and I think that that helps, you know, Darren, I, and they, they if it's his turn, it'll be his turn. Um, he, he'll get in. I don't think you get this far in the process and then eventually not get in. You see the pattern. Safeties are getting in. They're putting safeties in. And Darren Woodson, I know the people that vote for um for the cowboy i mean the the cowboys voters the dallas riders that that are on that that panel they they love them now and ha- who doesn't um and darren woodson will, will get in if, it, if it's this year maybe uh but it would be it would be great and hopefully i'm there when it when it happens i would love to to be there for him all right uh adam in virginia is our next caller adam how you doing good how are you man i'm excited man i'm a i'm a long time cowboy fan man i'm closer here to the to the commanders, so, you know, I get a lot of flack for being a Cowboy fan, but um, I want to say, like, man, for the for, this is, like, the first time in a long time where, man, I'm, I'm in love with this team, man. I, I feel like just just the, when you even when you're looking at, like, the, the sideline um, videos that they put up and stuff, right. you can see they have, like, a fan, like, it's like a big family, man. It's sure. like, everybody's holding each other accountable. They, you know, even when Dak, after the San Francisco game, him and CD, they, not really a problem, but, you know, they, right. they, had their differences, and then you see since then, like, things have been on the up and up. I feel like, I, I, I don't want to say this, but I feel like this year is, it feels a lot different. You know, it feels a lot different than other years where uh, I just didn't know what direction the team was really going in. And uh, I just feel real excited, man. I'm, I'm excited for the team. And not only that, I'm excited for the fan base as well. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I and, and the thing is, is if they don't win some of these games against some of these great teams – People are going to say, well, yep, this is just like what we've seen before. You know, beat the bad teams and can't compete against the, the good ones. But but all you can do is just is just put yourself in a position here at 8-3. and three. I mean, think about it. they got six games to go. If they were to split yep. these six games, you're, you're you know, 11-6. and six? I mean, that's... That's that'll get you. I mean, that's definitely going to get you in the playoffs. Um, that's going to probably get you the fifth seed. Um, you know, and and that's just if they split here. And I don't I don't know if they'll do that. I think they'll be better than that. I that, I think they'll be better too, Nick. Yeah. I think that I, I really feel like the first part of the season where they had their little adversity, the 49ers and all of that type of stuff. I understand that, and I can understand fans being concerned. But I feel like ever since then we've seen a we've seen a the 49ers if we played them t- today. 
I feel like it'll be a totally different game because I feel like they've been playing totally different. I don't feel like the team has been playing the same. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the biggest difference is, is they are forcing the ball to C.D. Lamb. And, yeah, and, and it's not to the detriment of the other players. And, and the other players are getting big plays as well. But they are, they are saying, we're going to get the ball to C.D. and we're going to see what happens. And it's, yep. and it's some great stuff is what's happening. So, uh, good, good. Is this the first time call, Adam? This is my first time call. Um, I've been I've been always trying to get in. Um, I listen to every one of you guys' shows. Like I'm I'm a diehard Cowboy fan. I'm, I'm gonna tell you this last part, and then I'm gonna get off. Okay. But this is how big of a Cowboy fan I am. All right. So my mother, um, she wasn't a big fan of football. Um, got her to start watching the Cowboys this season. She fell in love with Deron Bland. She fell in love so much that she was at the Thanksgiving game on um, last week, um, experiencing the Cowboys feel. Um, she's bought four or five jerseys. So, um, wow. man, we, you know, we just, like I said, man, I've been a fan since man, 89. Nice. Uh, so, um, tough, tough year to start being a fan, but uh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Well, I appreciate the call, Adam. Thanks for, for joining us and, uh, and, and happy for, for you guys and your family. I mean, that this is, this is a good thing. You know, you said something about the players, um, cheering for each other. And, and, you know, you go back to Dak and CD arguing or whatever on the sideline, having a difference. You know, it's it's the same with, with any coworkers, really, when you think about it. You know, I say it to people all the time around here. You know, get, get into dust-ups with people all the time. But as long as your goal's the same, if you have the same goal, you want to be at the same place that this person does, you just have a different vision for that day on how to get there. That happens. But as long as the goal's the same, then then I think you, can, you, can, you should be able to say, hey, at least you at least you care i care let's handle it different next time let's you know let's move on and 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 i think that's kind of what what's happened because i think you look at this team they all they know what the goal is and it, and it is all the same so it's pretty exciting it really is all right let's go to break real quick here on cowboy storyline we got some more questions and phone calls to take but we're going to take a break be right back Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot Rowdy cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in in the English language, you must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a soldier to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper 
is the one you deserve. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Back, back to Cowboys Storyline. All right, let's get back to the phone lines here. We've got Maurice. He's in Tacoma, Washington. Let's get it going. Maurice, what's up? Hey, Nick, how you doing, buddy? Good, how are you? Do you know any Seahawks fans? I mean, I know a ton of them, and I can't stand any of them. <laughs> <laughs> what is a Seahawks fan like? You know, every fan has their own kind of, you know, you can stereotype all fans or whatever. What's a, what's a Seahawks fan? Well, I could tell you, I think for the Seahawks, one of their greatest enemies or one of the people that they hate on the most is absolutely the Cowboys, without a doubt. Hmm. Why? Because there's something about the star that they just don't like. I have friends that are 49ers fans and, you know, other divisional opponents that they would rather lose to them before they lose to the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, and also, again, we're talking about stereotypes, but I think the people that live in Seattle, you know, you Maybe a different group a little bit, you know. I mean, and and as far as a Seahawk fan, I mean, was it raining all the time over there? You gotta, you know, it's got to be in a get in a good mood. Uh, um, I don't know. I'm just saying it's probably it's probably a cultural thing too. Like I'm tired of seeing the Cowboys, see the Cowboys all the time, and that's probably the case for most fan bases. You know, I mean, you don't necessarily if you don't like them. I mean, if, if you don't like them, then you probably just d- dislike them. You know, I don't think any, I don't think the Cowboys are really neutral to anyone. Absolutely. All right. What do you got, Maurice? So my question for you, and this is really a fact check for me because I'm not absolutely sure, but who was the last Dallas Cowboy to win the Defensive Player Award? And before you answer, I ask that because I feel like just being a Cowboy alone, it's real difficult to win these awards because, it, it, like I said, it seems like we have a lot of people that don't want to see us shine. It's like everybody outside of Cowboys fans wants to see us lose. Right. At least that's how it feels. So it's hard for a defensive player to win that award coming out of da- out of Dallas. And I was just wondering, do you know who it is? And does our guy Brand actually have a good shot? Yeah. Well, somebody just mentioned it on the show yesterday. I didn't know this. I didn't really look it up. Harvey Martin, I think, has won it. Um, at least that's what someone said on the show. Um, and I believe that. That makes sense. Do I think he could win it? Again, like, like I just said, I've had to kind of to come around on this. And and I and I've thought about it from a standpoint of the offensive player of the year, which is not the MVP. The offensive player of the year usually gives it to somebody with incredible stats that you just can't avoid. You just look at it and you're like, oh wow, you know, two thousand yard rusher or you know, two thousand yard receiver or something. Just these, these stats that are just eye popping. Well, if that's the case, then then yes, defense. I mean, five interceptions for a touchdown is is unheard of we've never seen it before so yeah I mean I I think from that standpoint alone it's not saying he's the best player in the league it's not saying he's even the best player on the on the team he's saying he is the best defensive player of the year and 
you know, I, I if that's the case, then I'm I'm all for it. Um, do I think he will get it? I'm not sure on that one because, like I said, you got to have 50 voters on there. And if you think there's something to the fact that people don't don't like to see the Cowboys do that, maybe. But you know, I, these are the same 50 voters that that unanimously voted Micah Parsons defensive rookie of the year, which because there was no other choice. I mean, you had to. He was that good, that great. So if it gets to the point where you know if that's the way people feel about this, it's just tricky because. He, you know, as I've said before, it's it's kind of I made the analogy on baseball that it it's almost like a pitcher who's having a really good season. He's having a good season with really good numbers, and then he's got three perfect games, you know. And you're like, whoa! But but is that is he? You know, is he having a great season all the way around? He's not really shutting down the field, but they, they keep throwing him the ball. Maybe he is doing this right. Maybe Deron Bland's got it all figured out. I'll give up a couple of plays here and there, bait them in. Then when they feel comfortable, boom, interception. Most of these interceptions are coming in the second half, if I recall. I know the first one against the Giants wasn't, but I think the rest have, have been in the second half. Um, so, or maybe one right before halftime too. So, but later on in the game, he's kind of got it f- figured out. So maybe he's got us all all played here. All right, Gerald is in North Carolina as our next caller. Gerald, what's up? Hey, Nick, longtime Cowboy fan, longtime Nick Eatman fan. Oh, Good to talk to you. Appreciate first, that. First hey, time caller. then that gets <laughs> that gets two. That gets two. You know, I two. There we go. If you're a longtime uh, Nick Eatman fan, I appreciate that. That makes seven of you guys. Appreciate that. Awesome kidding what's up man all right i i was thinking pollard is doing well the last few games but i still think we're missing the zeke effect where we're pounding defenses early and then pollard shines a little bit more later on with his quickness and versatility and i was just wondering what you thought about i agree with that i definitely agree that's not it's not the order that i think works best uh, but sometimes we get caught up in who's starting, who runs through the fire in the starting lineup, who's you know who is your first on the depth chart and all that stuff, what they're paying him. But there's no doubt that 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 the Zeke then Pollard was better for all of them. I thought, um, but they don't have that guy. You know, I don't know if Dowdle is that guy. I don't know if they want to start him over over Pollard. But yeah, there, there's. But there's different ways to to you know do a change change of pace back. I think there's different ways to do it, um, but but I, I think that they miss having that that you know the hammer uh, to to start things off. Right, right. What else you got, man? Uh, I got nothing else. Nick. Who, I appreciate your time. And who who uh, uh, do you watch college football? I do from time to time. Yes. I was gonna say who's your Heisman Trophy winner, but uh, if you don't watch it, you don't watch it. But that's I was just throwing that out uh, there. I, I, I think that kid from USC, Caleb. I think he's probably gonna lock it down. I do. Okay. All right. Appreciate that. I think he's gonna be number one pick in the draft. I, I, I definitely think that, um, or he'll be up there for sure. I don't know about. I don't know about the. Heisman, I think he might have lost too many games, but he's probably going to be the number one pick in the draft. You know, I always have a weird, weird thing about the Heisman. I never, the guy I think is going to win never wins. Uh, I don't know. I, maybe I just have a different view of it. I just, I feel like it should be somebody who's who's going to at least be one of the top picks. I mean, in the league. And um, but this year is a little bit different. But 
kid in Ohio State's pretty good for me. I, the the wide receiver, uh, you know, his dad I think was pretty good. Marvin Harrison is pretty good. His son is really good too. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, good stuff though. Appreciate that. I don't know why I just randomly threw that part in there. Um, all right, let's go to Scott. He's in Atlanta. Scott, you there, Scott? Uh oh, did we lose him? Don't have him. All right, let's see if we can call back. Um, I think we got open phone lines at this point. Yeah. So I um yeah, eight 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 five five two two nine seven. If you if you said, Oh, I never can get in, I never can get in right now. Do it. Get on the line and call. Uh blow up the phone lines back there for Chris, put him to work here for the next uh eight or nine minutes or so. Um I don't have any text line questions. The reason why I said that about the Heisman, and it's just, uh, it's so, it, it's so different. You know, we talk about awards and, and MVP and things like that. You know, it's all, it really comes down to, it comes down to like, what is the definition? What is your definition? What is the the voters' uh, definition of it? And and you know, defensive player of the year, is he the best defensive player? Is he having the best season? That kind of stuff. So that, that's why I like that they have a lot of voters, and they have a ton for the Heisman, like a thousands i think um so you know but you know you you'll you get a pretty good mix of of what people think and and all that and you know i always i always just feel like it should be the guy that you know is just the best player and and i i wish we could see a little bit more you know um position players or even alignment or something like that um because there's well there's like eight different quarterback awards i was like o'brien maxwell there's all kinds of stuff like that but i'd like to see you know just best player get it and um that's why that kid in ohio state i think it's amazing marvin harrison but who knows who knows what they'll, what they'll do uh it's it's a fun debate though mvp in the nfl defense player of the year all that good stuff um you know i think dak has, has a shot for mvp but they're gonna have to win games they're gonna have to beat the eagles they're gonna have to beat their quarterback because i i it you know like i said before it hurts me to say it i think he's the mvp right now because they just uh you know he carries that team and they carry him sometimes on fourth and one. Scott in Atlanta. Uh, no, no, we're going to start. Sorry, Scott. We're going back to Scott. We'll go to Bruce in Houston. Bruce. Hey, Nick. What's up, hey, man? Hey, How are you doing? God. I'm good. Yourself? Great. Great, great, All great. Well, Listen to everybody this morning. You know, I, I love the upbeat. Uh, you know, a couple of callers before, uh-huh. you know, he said, I just feel something different about right. this year. And I do, too. I, I really do. They're you know, but but then all the naysayers. Well, you've done it against sub five hundred teams, and that, you can't you can't argue with them. They haven't done it. So these next five games, as we talked about, are crucial. Uh, I heard you say even if they split three and three, I think they'll do better than that because the last game on the road is 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 against Washington, and you know they'll they'll be done by then. I, I don't. Now, but, you know what, Bruce? I don't think that game's going to matter. I really don't. I don't think so. I don't think it'll. I, I don't think the Cowboys will. I'll be surprised if they could catch Philly uh, with tiebreakers, and I don't think anyone can catch them to to jump them as the five seed. So I I just feel like – yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. And and if that's the case, then then don't play them the whole game. But don't sit them either because, remember, they did that a couple years ago, and then they came out flat the next team. Play them a half, you know. uh, That way they they get, you know, prepared like they're supposed to and then let the second stringers go. My question to you, and I hope they sign this linebacker – Sure. Real quick question: Do you think if they don't let him out of the building, Jerry's pretty good at about doing that? Would he? Would he play? Would he? Is he football ready? Play or is he? Yeah. You know, a practice squad guy. 
Oh, I think you know that's a great that's a great question. Um, I don't think you would play this game. This, you know, you know yeah. for this yeah, one. Okay. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think so. Now, he was on a team though. He was on a team and he was playing games. He's played nine games, so, so he, he's in football. He's in, he's in football shape. He he okay. should be. Well, that's all that yeah, it might take him. You know, but and I hope they sign him because and even possibly next year. I, I think he's yeah. twenty eight. I, I didn't really look at all his stats, but he's. He's still pretty good, but I know he's had some injuries. But uh, my question to you is this. Do you think our slot defender is, is on our team right now? You mentioned the other day Lewis might not be For back. next year? If you do, yeah, for next year. If you do push out Bland, because uh, I think he's, he's proven to everybody, I can hold this position down. You know, we always wanted to put him back in the slot, but the dude is just – He's, yeah, you know he, he's got a superstar in the making. So, do you think he's on the team? Like I, the guy they got from Miami, I don't know if he can play the slot or some of the other guys. Maybe you can talk about that. But because I, I want him to use a, a top two pick if if possible on a solid running back, mm-hmm. so that we can play a more balanced uh, team. But I'm looking forward to Thursday. Uh, if they take care of the home games and they beat the Washington game, that makes them 12 and five. Even if they lost against Buffalo and Miami and the way Buffalo's playing, they may, you know, I like my chances with them, but I'll hang up and listen. All right. Have a good day. Okay, you too. A lot of stuff here. Uh, cornerback on uh, slot corner on the team next year. Don't know that. I don't, I'm not sure. Um, you know, just because, you know, we've seen it several times here, just because you're a free agent doesn't mean you don't come back. Um, Cowboys have signed a lot of these guys back to one year deals. I think Jordan Lewis has been one of them. So, um, you know, I think they could bring Jordan Lewis back if if, if that's what they want to do. If if he's one of their best corners, um, just don't know what the deal is with Stephon Gilmore. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And you got to remember too, Trayvon Diggs will be back. But you know, just remember what everyone said about Terrence Steele. You know, it doesn't look the same. Doesn't look the same. And he's not a guy that's running and cutting on 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 his knee. Um, so you know, I'm not saying that Trayvon will will you know be the same. Um, and I'm not saying he won't. It just I think that that they have to protect themselves and, and at that position. So uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but but to your point, Deron Bland I think needs to be on the outside. That's where these interceptions are coming from. That's where he's making a lot of plays. He is in definitely an outside corner, and you know him and Diggs both figure out the inside because I think that's we're finding where he is playing his best. Uh, as for Shaq Leonard, uh, we'll see. We'll see if Jerry and them can keep him in the building if they like what they see you know and, and what they hear maybe you know, it's got to fit it's got to fit for both sides um and if it doesn't it doesn't and if he signs with another team and another team that's in this division then then that's what it's meant to be you know let's not forget he was a free agent let's not forget the Colts decided to cut him for nothing um and, and are and are paying him to to not be on the roster so you know it this, there's there's more to it here. Um, they don't feel like he can play. Then again, they didn't feel like Stephon Gilmore really could either, and he's played pretty well. So, all right, let's go to Scott in Atlanta. Scott, are you hey, with Nick, it? How you, Good. How are you doing? How you doing Is this Good, man? Great to talk to you. I've been it, listening to you for years on the break. Awesome. And now on this, yeah. Is this a first right, time so call? Because I mean, you called you called five minutes ago, and that didn't work out. So now we at the second call. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could be. I'm kidding. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. So hear me out. I got this crazy radical idea on stopping this push push, and I I wanted to get your your take on it. Okay. Bring in the bring in the offensive line. 
keep keep the linebackers and your safeties and your corners the same in case they decide to audible out of it. Bring in the offensive line, push them back, maybe line up Micah like he's going to be the quarterback and, and see which which side wins. I mean, nothing else works. I mean, you talk you talk about for for the put uh, to go against the push. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So instead of having the defensive line, bringing the offensive line in. Oh, okay. Okay, that okay sounds good. Then this is what happens. Okay, then all of a sudden, there's 12 seconds on the play clock. Then Jalen Hurts audibles out, gets back in a shotgun. They spread out everybody a little bit, and they run a they run a play. I mean, do you like Zach Martin's chances of beating you know like the guard up? The I mean, I'm just saying the Eagles have got it figured out that they're running plays on top of that. So. Yeah, if it was just one-on-one, me versus you, tug-of-war, let's see who can do it, sure. But that's the thing. The Eagles have been like one or two steps ahead. And as soon as you think you've got it figured out, now they run a playoff of it. So, I mean, as soon as the offensive line went onto the field, the the Eagles would would get out of that. They'd be in a three-wide shotgun, and then you'd be screwed. So, I... It's easier said than done. It's just very, very tough to stop. I don't know if anybody can stop it other than Roger Goodell. Yeah, I hear you there. Anything else, Scott? No, that's that's all I had. All right, well, thanks for calling for the first time. Appreciate that. We've got a lot of first-time callers today. Uh, This is good. It's good for us. And love to hear from from the guys that that call every day. And love to hear from you guys for the first time as well. So, all right, good show. We'll be back tomorrow. Our schedule is obviously different this week with the game. We'll be back tomorrow. No show on Thursday, but we will be back on Friday to talk about it, see if the Cowboys can get to 9-3. and three. But we'll be back tomorrow. Maybe we'll have some Shaq uh, Leonard news as well. So for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you tomorrow. Cowboys Storyline. See ya. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?